Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to think about something that perhaps you haven't never noticed. How many superheroes are bald? Could you ever imagine a bald James Bond? How many supervillains are bald? Most of them. So, should we campaign for a bald James Bond? Is that where our efforts should be targeted? I say no. I say we need to rid the world of baldness. Unless you want to be bald, we shouldn't give in to what some people call nature or genetic destiny. We are all superhumans and we have the power to fight back against the tyranny of genes. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you to Curly. Curly the Hirsute Pig. That's my hair. My wonderful, lustrous, natural, God-given hair. Welcome to the South Mims U podcast. That clip you heard was recorded at a recent global summit held here in our little town. It was the Regeneration Conference run by the Hair Today Company, and the voice you heard belongs to Miles Agar Ohon, the co-founder, CEO, and Chief Regeneration Officer of the company. He's a passionate advocate, as you heard, of the science of hair regeneration, which is a growing area of research all around the world. And Miles is with me. Miles, thank you for taking the time to talk to us. It's a pleasure. This is a particularly important subject for millions of men and women. It's not just men who suffer from hair loss. Well, that's true, but your main market is men, isn't it? Yeah, but we strive to be inclusive. Now, just so our listeners get the full picture, I must point out that you are, um, well, quite bald. Oh, not just quite bald, but very bald. That's what you meant, right? I mean, by quite? Often you British use quite ironically, and it's confusing. No, no, I meant incredibly bald. That is true. And quite amusing. <laughs> okay, so you seem proud that you're bald. In one sense, I am. I actually like the fact that my head is like a well-polished billiard ball. <laughs> and did you go bald young? Oh, incredibly young. By the time I was 18, and, I, well, you know, you can imagine, I stood out from my peers, and not in a good way. And did that ridicule hurt? I wouldn't call it ridicule as such. It was teasing, joshing, banter. Yeah, but, like, there was still this feeling that I was going to be at a disadvantage for the rest of my life. A disadvantage? How? Well, like, at the time, Seinfeld was a huge hit on TV. You know that show? Oh, it's a classic. I've watched every episode. So you know what I'm talking about? Well, you were afraid you'd become George. Yeah, George Costanza, the poor schmuck, the loser. The guy found it hard to get dates with women. Though, strangely, he always did have a girlfriend. Yeah, but for comedic purposes. He's obsessed with being bald. You know, the co-creator of that show... Larry David. Yes, Larry David is, of course, famously bald. Well, he's, he's the definition of bald angst. Of what? Bald angst. The unease and worry that goes with being bald. Okay, i uh, never heard it described that way before, but I'll take your word for it. Anyway, his show, Curb Your Enthusiasm, has less bald-focused jokes and plot lines, but they're still there. It's always in the shadows. The man has made millions from the anxiety that his early baldness generated. Is it real? I mean, the anxiety. Of course it's real. That's not even a question that needs to be asked. There's research out there that shows that when people begin to lose their hair, they experience quite high levels of anxiety. Is that quite as in very or quite as in fairly high? Oh, um, very. You know, 
You're the first British person I ever met who worries about the usage of quite in the transatlantic sense. Well, at South Mims, we pride ourselves on our linguistic accuracy. Okay, well, that's great. So, the research is quite clear that hair loss causes heightened anxiety. One multinational study in Europe, which polled men aged 18 to 45, reported that 47% were experiencing or had experienced significant hair loss. And over 70% of them said that they had considered hair to be an important element in their self-image. So it was no surprise that 62% agreed that losing their hair could affect their self-esteem. Could affect? I thought it, it would affect their self-esteem. Well, not every man worries about hair loss, but the majority do. All the research shows that. But you did worry about it. At the start, yeah. I was so young. But then I turned it into a badge of honor, and I made it my life's work to help those men who are severely affected by their baldness. I see. So what else does the research show? Hair loss isn't just about self-image in terms of attractiveness to the opposite sex. Well, I'd have thought that was the one of the main reasons. Well, you're quite wrong. And I mean that in the British sense. So I'm fairly wrong. <laughs> you really are linguistically precise, aren't you? Well, that's what makes me so attractive to linguists. I, I've been married to two of them. Not at the same time, uh, I hasten to add. Interesting. Okay. Uh, so the research broke down the basis for balding men's anxieties. And yes, 43% that their attractiveness to women did have something to do with it. But that's mixed with fear of losing all their hair, which doesn't have to everyone. Other than you. Well, I do shave around the sides, so there are still working hair follicles and cells on my head. Right, right. I, I can see that now, yes. 37% yes. fear getting old and balding, or at least rapid thinning, is a sign of getting old. Baldness and impending mortality, I see. Hmm. What, what's interesting is that the research asked the men if they were in a stable relationship or not, and not surprisingly, the anxiety levels were higher in single men than in men with long-term partners. Well, that sounds logical. So a lot goes on when the hair begins to thin, and as it thins more rapidly, a multitude of emotions and anxieties can affect individuals. Which is why there is a large market for hair loss prevention products and also for hair restoration services, right? Indeed. There, there is even a global hair loss summit each year in which people in the industry get together to talk about the latest treatments and scientific breakthroughs. Well, do you attend that? Uh, no, I'm not really welcome. They think I've gone too far. OK, well, we'll get to that in a minute. So. So do a lot of men seek out products or treatments to reverse or control their hair loss? Well, uh, surprisingly, the research shows that only around 10% of men actively do so. Well, that's still a lot of men. That's still a significant market, and the men that do try different treatments are highly motivated to do so, and therefore can't spend a lot of money in pursuit of a more hirsute future. <laughs> that's a good line, really. <laughs> what is? The pursuit of the hirsute. Oh, right. Uh... It's not, actually. It's, it's corny. Well, I, I'm not a marketing person. Quite. So, highly motivated men will spend a lot of money on treatments like yours? I don't offer a treatment. I'm still perfecting my approach. But yes, there is a sizable market out there and I intend to serve it. And I stress serve. This is not about making huge profits from male anxiety. Well, I'm sure it's not. Are you sure? I suspect you're still, uh, how shall I say it, sceptical about what I'm doing. Am I right? Well, it's, it's our job on this podcast to be um, gently sceptical. Oh, and that's quite fine. Um, now, the research I quoted came to a conclusion which I think sums up the motivation behind a lot of men's anxiety. They quote an experiment which is conducted in Germany. Fake resumes, 
you call them CVs in England, were sent to the HR departments of 98 large corporations seeking an interview for advertised jobs. Half got a picture of a man with a full head of hair, and half got the same picture digitally altered to be completely bald. Shall I guess what happened? If you want to. The Hasut man got more interview offers. He did. 41% of the time for the man with hair, and just 27% of the time for the baldies. Well, that's shocking. So, the report concluded, and I quote, Hair loss can feel devastating. It's fairly obvious why. In a world infatuated with youth, it's no surprise younger men are concerned about a process that signifies aging just when we were supposed to be in our prime. Well, that's given me a whole new perspective on the problem. There has never been a bald James Bond. Superheroes have hair. Villains are frequently bald. That's a, that's a very good point, and not one most of us would ever think about. So how does that explain the pig covered in human hair? Well, to explain that, I, I think we need to go to my lab and my small holding. Yes, your very private small holding. Well, it's necessarily private. And small. Indeed. Uh, though now I'm thinking you're doing that British thing of, you know, a cheeky double entendre. Well, double entendre is French. Well, actually, it's archaic French, but let's not get sidetracked by that. It's my small holding that counts. Quite. We're in a large outhouse here on Miles's small holding, which is located just north of South Mins in the Hertfordshire countryside. It's a bright space with uh, large skylights and, and a view across what looks like pig pens and small outhouses and um, this is clearly a research facility and well to be honest I'm a little unnerved by what I see. Oh, don't be nervous, all the animals here are perfectly happy and very well cared for. Well, I'm looking down into a cage uh, where, um, what, what are those creatures Miles? Uh, they, they look like living toupees. They are gerbils, I like to call them hairballs. Hairballs? What are hairballs? They're gerbils covered in my hair. Your hair? Yep, just like Curly the pig. In their case, their natural fur has been replaced by my hair, which was grown from the stem cells taken from my scalp. Your bald scalp? Uh, no, the hair cells that still work on the side of my scalp. Oh, and th there... Oh, is that an Afghan hound? <laughs> no, that's a Labrador with, well, uh, you can guess. Your hair instead of its fur? Yep! Isn't that cruel? Oh, not at all. They don't know the difference. How can you be sure? We tried to transplant my hair cells into a cat, and that failed. We had four cats that died when they developed hairballs made of human hair, and they, well, you can guess. Oh, that's horrible. The RSPCA did an investigation, and we accepted a small fine. Uh, and where is Curly the pig, then? Uh, well, uh, he's resting. The YouTube video of your presentation has millions of views, so Curly must be quite a popular pig. Uh, indeed, and uh, we'll get to Curly later. Okay, so how does this new technique of transplanting hair cells work? Okay, so hair follicles are cells, and all cells, as modern research into stem cells has shown, are not totally predetermined in terms of their function. So a hair follicle can become something else? No, a, a hair follicle comes from a stem cell that is programmed during growth to become a hair follicle. Before it becomes one, it's in a fluid state. So uh, that's probably the best way to sum up what we know about cells now. They are not totally fixed from the start. They're in a state before they find a fixed function. So nothing is completely preordained. You can intervene and turn the cell from one state to another. From being, for instance, a cell that could become a fingernail to one that can become a human hair. 
which is why there's research in using stem cells to grow new human tissue or important parts like retina cells or liver and kidney cells. Yes, and hair cells. And that research is being done on animals? It is. I know there's a debate about the ethics of animal research, but that has to be weighed against the benefits to humankind. You mean mankind? Uh, no, no, I, I don't mean mankind. This research will benefit women as well as men. But the poor animals... Well, they love having my hair. Except the cats. Well, except the four cats. You killed four cats. I, I, I didn't kill them. Your hair did. Well, that was unfortunate. Well, I must say, it's a very strange concept. I mean, those gerbils and that dog... Uh, that's Barney. I mean, Barney... They look, they look strange. He doesn't know he looks strange. But he's covered in slightly curly, dark brown human hair. Would you know that it was human hair if I hadn't told you? Well, I, know, I, I just know he looks strange. Well, that's your opinion. And isn't it weird for you to see a dog covered in thick, lustrous hair that, by rights, should be on your head and not his body? Uh, yeah, that's a little strange, but you get used to it. So why haven't you transplanted those cells into your own head? Well, I have. And? It hasn't worked. We're still working on that. I really think we should visit Curly. Oh, okay, but... Uh... I'm starting to get a little suspicious, Miles. Okay, come this way. Ah, here he is. You see, he's quite happy. He needs a bit of a haircut, doesn't he? And a hair wash. Well, we gave him a haircut not so long ago, but... Uh... It is a strange sight, though. Curly is a large, very robust-looking pig with, with intelligent eyes and a moist, inquisitive snout. And he's covered in thick hair that's not as curly as the hair on Barney or the Labrador's body. But... but oh, oh, oh no. What is that? Oh, oh dear. Uh, yeah, uh, that's the problem. There's a bald patch. Oh, and there's another. Okay, uh, Curly has not only got my hair, he's also got my propensity for baldness. So he'll be going back to being a properly bald pig? We think so. Hence your comment on the need for more research. Yeah. It is perhaps a, a, a lesson in philosophy. Well, how so? Accept your fate when your fate is inevitable and uh, make the best of it. Well, that's good advice. Quite. Well, thank you, Miles, for an honest look at your research and the predicament you find yourself in. The work will continue. It's my mission to bring hope to others, even if my work might not benefit my own baldness. Well, I hope that you, dear listener, have found this episode of the South Mims U podcast enlightening. Please subscribe and check out the other episodes which cover a wide range of equally fascinating and often surprising subjects. Goodbye. Oh look, another clump of hair just fell off Curly. And he's eating it. <laughs>